Welcome, everyone. Um, this is the emergency live call. Um, subtitle is how to learn the top first one, number one programming language in um, 2023 fast without frustration overwhelm. So that's um, the typical, you know, yeah, hyped up uh, marketing title. But I really want to to show you some some tool that I found um, that I find quite helpful and um, that I don't see anybody else using. Um, and yeah, if you don't know me, my name is Tom Schweitzer. Um, I'm based in Vienna, Austria. I'm the founder of Teach Me Tom. Um, I've been working in the software industry for well. How, how long is it? More than 25 years, almost 26 years now. Uh, professionally, I started a couple of, of days, uh, years even before 97, but I worked for big corporations, uh, IBM, Alcatel, Rockstar Games, also for smaller internet startups. Um, had different roles there, a software developer, project manager, CTO, um, Scrum Master, Scrum Product, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, don't worry, it's not about me. I just want to give you a short um, introduction into why I think uh, it makes sense that um, you might um, spend maybe a couple of minutes. Uh, we should be running around an hour or so with me. Um, published a couple of mobile apps, more than 50 uh, to be precise. And the idea why I'm telling you this is not to brag, but actually I accomplished all of this without any formal uh, you know, a computer science education or, or a computer science degree. Uh, I'm just a normal guy. I'm no quote unquote genius. Um, so I know the typical roadblocks that people who want to learn programming are having, um, like feeling not smart enough or not young enough, not old enough or too old, too young uh, to to think they uh, could learn programming. I know I've, I felt that way a couple of times in my life. Uh, again, I'm not having any formal education, certifications. I mean, I have a few, but they come way later after I spent like the first 20 years or so in the industry. Um, so people f feel this is like a roadblock. They can't really uh, learn programming um, without a proper education. And this is hard to get. Maybe it's expensive. Um, so, yeah, they don't really start. Um, Common problem also is not knowing where to start. I mean, um, this is the internet, right? We've got, um, I don't know how many millions of hits for programming tutorials. If you Google that, um, if you search on YouTube, you've got, uh, I don't know how many years you could watch programming tutorials. Um, but if you don't know where to start and what to look for and how to structure your learning path, it's gonna uh, be very difficult and you're feeling completely overwhelmed and frustrated. And again, I'm telling you this because I, I felt that way uh, more often um, than not. And um, I think you should keep watching uh, because in this presentation, I'm going to be covering um, what I think is the, not just me things, but um, I'm going to show you some research about the top number one programming language that you should learn um, so you can focus your time on the right kind of knowledge uh, in order to you know, get rid of that overwhelm, not knowing where to start. I'm going to give you my opinion on um, where I think you should start learning programming. Also, um, I'm going to show you how to practice and learn programming from anywhere in the, in the world, really, using just a web browser, no complicated stuff to install. And I'm going to show you how to do this by using a weird Google product that I, I came across um, that almost nobody knows um, and uses when learning programming. Um, and if you do that, you learn programming fast and guaranteed. I'm going to give you a free gift that you can use together with that tool um, in a couple of minutes. 
Um, but first, let me tell you that um, learning programming can really be easy uh, if you do it the right way. And I'm going to, going to show you this in this presentation. So if these questions sound familiar to you, like too many programming languages to choose from, which, which one should I choose? Um, there's so many experts, which one should I be listening to? Um, they're telling it the exact opposite of each other. Um, I'm not really sure what if the information that they're telling me is outdated. Uh, or if it's current, um, I've gotten getting some weird error messages when I'm trying to install something because the, the version doesn't match. Um, I need to install complex software tools uh, before I'm even able to type the very first line. Um, I'm not sure if my computer hardware is good enough for, for running these tools, right? If I need to purchase a new computer in order to be running these kind of things. And also if my own brain software is good enough. Uh, will I be able to get this? Will I be able to understand what they are trying to teach me, right? These are all questions that people who want to start learning programming have. And I know that I, I did. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just telling you that's, that's the way that I feel. And that's the way that people um, who approach me tell me how they feel. Um, also, the question is, how much time do you need to spend um, to learn programming, right? I mean, there's courses on, on, on uh, typical platforms that span like 50 plus hours of video con content. Where should I get that extra time, um, right? And if I'm spending the time, what if I'm learning is really useless in the real world? What if I'm really um, betting my, my, my stuff on the wrong horse there? And how can I ask somebody if I don't understand something? Um, and Bottom line is, are computer programmers some kind of superhuman geniuses? Um, these are sort of not really questions that you that you would be writing down on in another piece of paper, but in the back of your head, you might be having these. And the question is, where do these assumptions come from? Well, um, I mean, you've you've uh, seen this this picture there. It's from the Matrix. We are used to seeing these expert hacker type programmers in movies and TV series, right? They're speaking a language that nobody can understand and hacking weird symbols in their keywords uh, in a dark room by night. So um, this is kind of the, the pop culture uh, image of a programmer. Um, also, um, not just pop culture, but actually the reality of, of these um, programmer billionaires like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. Um, they, I mean, they can be considered geniuses, right? You've got the, the <laughs> young Elon there uh, with his PayPal monitor. But the truth is um, the hacker type uh, kind of things are stories, right? This is not a reality. And the um, billionaire programmers are the rarest of exceptions, but it's not the way um, where the usual uh, software industry works like, right? So I'm here to tell you programming is just a skill that anybody really can learn. Um, there's no genius IQ required. I know that I'm no genius and I, I did it uh, and I, I accomplished it. Uh, and you don't need this hacker hoodie that <laughs> you see there either. So let's do this. Um, start with the first question that that uh, I wanted to to answer. So what's the top number one programming language in 23, so that we can focus our time that we are spending our precious time here on gaining the right kind of knowledge. And how do we answer that questions? Well, we use on uh, online tools, right? We look online and Google, um, but there's all kinds of blog posts and, and surveys and stuff. So we need to know what to look for and how the, the source where we're looking at the surveys and the blog posts, how they are actually calculating and how they're um, um, getting their data from. And there's one often quoted index, excuse me, there's the TOBay index. I don't really know how to pronounce that properly. Um, uh, it just counts the number of web pages with a certain language name. 
right? So you've got a title of the of, of any web page, um, and if there's a title with a page title of Java or Python or JavaScript or C sharp or whatever, then it counts towards that index. And the the number, language with the most uh, web pages available is the one on the on the on the index number one, right? But in that sense, it's a kind of a lagging indicator because it takes some time to create a new website and to to produce content. So it's a little bit um, behind maybe the, the actual uh, stuff that's being searched for. But we're going to talk about it in a second. But the Tiobe index is often quoted. And let's take a look at it. The top five languages this year from the Tiobe index, starting from the bottom, number five, C sharp, number four, Java, number three, C++, number two, C, and number one, Python. And you see here in the first column um this is the december 2020 that's, that's 2022 that's the, the most recent uh, uh data here and the change from one year before 12 months before december 21st um you see that python stayed at the top spot um, c stayed at the second spot and there was a change java actually fell from uh, the third position into the fourth this year and C++ gained one position there, okay? So that's the TUBE index. There's another type of index that's called the PYPL index that stands for Popularity of Programming Languages. And this is created by counting how often language tutorials are searched on Google, okay? So the TUBE index is how many websites are there available regardless of how many people are actually looking at the website. But the PYPL index um, is counting the number of times that people are actually searching for a language and not just for the language itself, because Python could also mean um, the snake, right? Uh, but actually language name tutorial. And in that way, it's, it's a leading indicator. It shows the popularity because if uh, a language is popular, then a lot of people are searching for that language. And let's again, look at that index from um, the bottom up. So we've got C, C++, C Sharp, JavaScript, Java, and Python again at number one. Interesting. Um, and there was actually no change to the previous year. Um, Python, Java, JavaScript, C Sharp, and C++, and C were in exactly the same order one year ago. And you see what's also interesting is the um, share here, the gap from the first to the second position, Java with almost 17%, but Python with 28%. And both of them, you see, they gained a little, they lost a little, but basically they, they kept their positions. So what we see there is we've got two indices, one with the sort of lagging uh, methodology to determine what's the um, what's the number one spot, and the other one with a um, leading indicator, that's PYPL, and both of them um, have Python as number one. So hmm, that's something to think, think about. Um, but let's double check that with Google Trends. If you're not familiar with Google Trends, Google Trends shows you um, different search terms in relation to each other. And if we enter our, let's say, four programming language there, Java, Python, JavaScript, and C++, um, you see the, the, the timeline of how the people were searching for these search terms um, across the times. And we start here in 2018, so these are the last five years here. And you see that the top position definitely changed from Java being here the blue one, to Python, which has a, a huge spike here in the last couple of, um, well, let's say it's a year or so. Um, maybe there's something changed where they count something, but it's, it's significant. You see, um, basically Java, the core for Java taking uh, uh, 
down and 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 Python really gaining traction there. It's also funny in Google Trends if you uh, happen to to try that out yourself. You can do that, of course, with any search term in Google Trends. Uh, but you see the, the breakdown by region, and you see that Python is the number one spot in literally everywhere in the world, but a, a few uh, uh, outliers there with. Um, Mexico and a couple of Eastern uh, European states where there was JavaScript and Java. But yeah, you see that Python is basically leading there in, in, in the whole world. So it doesn't really matter where you live. Python is the way to go, at least uh, related to this uh, to this service here. And one last last thing, just to to uh, complete our picture, um, I show you the hired state of software engineers report. Um, I have the the URL down below there, but if you Google hired um, survey or hired software engineer survey, um, then you find this survey. And here in that, you uh, there's a couple of questions they ask, but they um, ask the favorite and the least favorite languages for software engineers, from software engineers. So basically people working in the software industry who are um, being asked, what's your favorite, favorite uh, uh, programming language and um, what's your least favorite programming language? And the, again, here Python leads number one uh, as the most favorite language. Um, followed by JavaScript and Java and, and, and others. And there's a couple of other um, survey answers there. Top security engineer skills, Python number one. Backend engineer skills, Python number three. Data engineer skills, embedded engineer skills. So every time there, and this is uh, the most recent uh, survey there, the most recent numbers. Um, so every every time Python is in the top three here. Also, um, top skills by company size um, for small and medium businesses, for mid market businesses, and for enterprise businesses. You see, the, the technologies and the and the languages they're changing, but Python is always in the top three there. So we seem to have uh, found an answer to this question: What's the number one top language uh, in uh, programming to learn programming uh, in 23? It seems to be Python. Okay. Cool.